Well, good evening. I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. And it's good to have you guys with us tonight. We've got a great show for you. Some interesting stuff. I think it's some stuff that a lot of you uh, really would, you've been wanting to know. And that's what we're trying to do with this new show is um, give you some information um, carefully, <laughs> obviously, because we live in the world right now. Um, but there's no being careful with our news dude from KPNW, um, Bill London, and he's going to join us first. But I also have Alan Thayer coming up a little bit later uh, to talk about some of the court decisions that have gone on that I think you need to know about. And also to talk to some folks. I've had email after email. You're all getting very nervous because the 18th is coming up when a lot of people are going to end up losing their jobs because they're choosing not to get the vaccine. And uh, Alan's going to talk to you a little bit. If you've been told you can't have a religious accommodation, he'll kind of help fill you in on what you can do with that and what not to do with that. And then we're going to have some fun. Um, they call their show BS Free MD. A couple of doctors out of Lebanon uh, started a podcast a few months ago and it's taken off um, answering questions about all kinds of things. Um, including, you know, the, the one that we're all talking about a lot, but we'll keep that for them to kind of get, get us informed on. So I'm going to start off with tonight. Uh, here it is. You never know what to expect with Bill London, but take it away, Bill. From the 1120 AM and 93.7 FM KPNW studios, I'm Bill London. And here's a look at some of the stories that we're following tonight. Not a good weekend in Portland a horrible weekend. The Portland Police Bureau responded to numerous shootings over the weekend, 13 in less than 28 hours, and it left one person dead and three seriously injured. In the East Precinct alone, five shooting calls were taken in a span of about three hours. According to the Portland Police Bureau, the shootings put a significant strain on the resources. At one of the shootings, a sergeant was left by himself to process one of the crime scenes alone. At another crime scene. Officers enlisted neighbors' help to block traffic while they looked for and collected evidence. Investigators believe some of those shootings were related over the weekend. In total, 151 shell casings were recovered from the crime scenes, and that killing over the weekend marked the 70th fatal shooting in Portland this year. And so here we are early in October and Portland has already tied the most violent year in Portland's history when 70 people were killed by gun violence in 1987. Now, according to police, they say that casings that have been found at crime scenes throughout the year show that there's connections between many of the shootings and they say it points to gangs and retaliation as frequent drivers of the gun violence. And of course, while city leadership in Portland has done absolutely nothing to quell the violence. It should be noted that Joanne Hardesty's orange traffic barrel plan has just been enacted to quell the violence, so there's not enough data points to show how effective that's going to be. Also, if you had booked a flight over the weekend on Southwest Airlines, I'm sorry, they canceled almost 2,000 flights over the weekend, and it didn't get a whole lot better today, where by noon, over 360 flights had been canceled. 28 flights, or 28% of their flights, canceled over the weekend. Now, the cancellations, of course, caused mayhem on travel plans for thousands of passengers, many of them who vented their frustrations on social media. Southwest blamed the cancellations on a number of causes, problems with the weather, air traffic control in Florida, and the inability to get flight crews in planes where they needed them. But no other airlines reported any kind of level of cancellations like Southwest. The airline in the union that represents its pilots took pains today to say that the disruption was not caused by protests over the airline's recently announced vaccination mandate. And while the union, which says it does not oppose vaccination, denied that its members were calling in sick to protest the mandate, did ask a judge on Friday to stop the airline from enacting the vaccine mandate and other policies. Following up on a story that we reported last week, a judge rejected a request by 33 Oregon State Police Troopers to temporarily halt a mandate requiring them to get fully vaccinated against COVID by October 18th. Retired Oregon Supreme Court Judge Jack Landau heard the case and in a written opinion that based 
on, uh, or that was based on case law. He said, the police power of the state includes the authority to enact public health laws that may have the effect of curtailing individual rights. He also said that Governor Kate Brown is acting within her legislatively granted authority in issuing the vaccine mandate. Now, there's still at least six more lawsuits that have yet to be heard, but the ruling is the second that denies the plaintiff's request to temporarily halt vaccine mandates. About 100 people gathered in Corvallis over the weekend in opposition to a possible student vaccine mandate at Corvallis High Schools. The rally was organized by the group Stand Together Corvallis Parents, and they voiced their opposition to vaccine mandates in front of the Benton County Courthouse. One of the speakers, Luke Yamaguchi, said that he believes the mandate at the school district would simply segregate students. Parents and families that showed up at the rally hope Superintendent Ryan Noss changes his mind about the vaccine mandate and will provide an update at this Wednesday's school board meeting. Two new gun control petitions are in the signature gathering phase. Initiative Petition 18 would ban the sale of many firearms that proponents of the petition label assault style by prohibiting the manufacture, possession, and transferring of most semi-automatic firearms. The measure actually lists over 100 firearm examples to be banned, and the petition further states that any similar firearm to those under the list would also also be banned. Then you have Initiative Petition 17. It would ban the sale of magazines that hold over 10 rounds, and it would also create a new permit that gun purchasers would have to buy before they could purchase a gun and a completed background check before any firearm is purchased. Right now, petitioners need to collect 112,000 signatures for each one of those petitions by June of 2022 to get them on the November 2022 ballot. And ending with a happy story, Meteorologists are saying we could have and most likely will have a La Nina winter. Now, La Nina is a term you'll most likely hear a lot over the next few months. Back in July, if you recall, long-range weather forecasters for the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, aka NOAA, issued a La Nina watch for the coming winter. Well, over the weekend, the National Weather Service said that it looks like we've got a better than average chance of having a La Nina. And what that could mean is record cold, record snow, record rain, record wind, or some combination of all of those, or maybe one or two of those, or maybe none at all. But the hope is we'll get a lot of all of those with maybe the exception of the wind. That's because we're in the middle of a two-year drought and a lot of rain and a lot of snow would have. I'm Bill London from the KPNW News Center. I'll see you or actually talk to you tomorrow morning from 6 to 9 a.m. on the wake-up call on KPNW. And now it's time for Rick to open a big old can of reel. <laughs> you know, I love Bill London. Always have, even when I was a news anchor. And when I ran for office, he was one of the people you went to his newsroom and you were a little bit afraid because not to bash journalists, but why not? Um, most of them didn't even know what the hell they were talking about. They didn't even know what the secretary of state did. I had one reporter one time ask me what I thought of the situation in um, Israel. And I was like, do you understand that I'm running for secretary of state of Oregon? Dumbass, not. This United States, good Lord. But Bill always knew, and he always asked you hard questions, even though we were friends. Um, I forgot to mention our sponsor for the show and for all of the news broadcasts, and really the credit for this kind of new format we're doing is Chris Dental, Family Dentistry. Uh, Michael Bratlin has become a really close friend of mine. He loves, to, if you listen to his commercials, we just put out a new one, I always have to go, here we go. Um, he loves to challenge people, but most of all, he believes in your civil liberties. So he's not gonna ask you if you, you've been vaxxed or not. When you he, he figures you need healthcare, you need healthcare whether you've been vaccinated or not. So they don't ask, um, it's, it's up to you. And uh, he's getting a ton of business because there's still, believe it or not, 
believe it or not, there's a lot of people out here who still believe that we are supposed to be free. And I know, I know it's hard to believe, but it is true. Um, speaking of free, here's a little legal advice for absolute free. Um, Alan Thayer, our resident lawyer, I, that's, your, that's your new title. You're our, right. yeah, you're our resident lawyer. Um, we were talking last week, texting around and stuff, and there's a couple of court decisions that are come up, and um, Alan said he wanted to tell us about that. First, what I, you can start where you want, but I think people are really interested in, I'm getting a lot of calls, uh, people saying, um, I'm not getting the religious exemption or the accommodation. Um, what do I do? So what, what can people do if that's the case? They've got a week now. All right, so there's six things. Number one, do not quit. Uh, I know that there's going to be pressure on people to quit. They're going to ask, okay, are you quitting then? The answer is absolutely no. Do not quit. And make it clear that you love your job and you want to keep your job. So that's number one. You want to force them to fire you because then you have some other rights coming up. If you quit, the argument is over as it pertains to you. Number two, challenge the adverse determination. Send a letter to the employer that says, wait a minute, how can you determine my sincerely held religious beliefs? Or the accommodation that you are proposing, such as the Springfield School District, we, we grant your accommodation request. What we're going to do is uh, lay you all off without pay until um, next school year. Uh, you don't have to accept that or at least send a letter challenging those uh, decisions. Number three, file for unemployment. Now, you may have heard someone say that if, you, uh, if you're terminated because you don't get the vaccine, you don't get unemployment. That's not true. There has not been a rule that says that. There has been an interview with the head of the uh, employment division where he spoke to the Oregonian and said that if people are terminated because they aren't vaccinated, uh, they might not get unemployment unless it was for uh, a good reason. And the good reasons I think are medical accommodation under the Americans with Disabilities Act or religious accommodation. So file for unemployment. When you're asked why were, why were you terminated, say religious discrimination, and failure to accommodate your religious beliefs, religious discrimination, and failure to accommodate religious beliefs. Now, you're going to hear those same two reasons uh, two more times. Um, after you file for unemployment, uh, number four is file a complaint with the Oregon Bureau of Labor and Industries, BOLI. And the reason for the complaint, religious discrimination, and failure to accommodate your religious beliefs. Number five, also file a similar claim with the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Now their office for this region is in Seattle and typically the EEOC will have BOLI investigate EEOC cases for BOLI. They'll consolidate the two, not always. And and I don't know how the EEOC is going to take it here where employers may say the reason why we terminated them is because of Oregon health authority rules. That creates a conflict of interest in some ways for the state of Oregon. So file a complaint with the EEOC. And once again, the two reasons are religious discrimination and failure to accommodate your religious beliefs. All right, that's five. The sixth thing you need to do is watch the lawsuits. A lot of lawsuits have been filed. I predicted this a couple of weeks ago. They are being filed. And there are certain things you need to know when watching these lawsuits, which I think is probably a segue to the next point, Rick. And what is our next point, my friend? Well, it's the lawsuits that have been filed. So how many have been filed? Because oh, all I hear is, go ahead. Across the country, I don't know. I don't know if anyone has a tally on them, but a lot more are coming. Do you think, though, I mean, my first thought is here in Oregon, if, if Brown appointed a lot of the judges, how did we ever get a lawsuit that, that's going to stop something, that's going to do something? 
All right. So there's different types of lawsuits. Number one, and it's like the lawsuit that uh, Bill reported on uh, by the the troopers. It's a, it's a lawsuit in state court challenging the state's authority to uh, impose these these restrictions. I will tell you from what I've seen of the Oregon Court of Appeals, they seem very predisposed in all sorts of cases, not just here, but they seem predisposed to approve government action. I'm not a real fan of these lawsuits that are filed in state court. The second type of cases though, aren't cases challenging government action, but they are, they are cases against the employer. And I think, I think uh, the Oregon Health Authority and the Oregon Health Authority rules uh, has created a trap for employers, whether wittingly or unwittingly. But uh, last week, and that was the reason that I reached out to you, Rick, last week, the Oregon Court of Appeals uh, entered a decision on a preliminary injunction in a case by healthcare workers filed in Yamhill County. Right. Um, that case challenges the state authority to impose these mandates. They question the statutory authority. They uh, question uh, argument called separation of powers. They question the emergency rulemaking process, and they questioned whether the rights of the healthcare worker, their constitutional rights, were being violated by the state rule. The the other arguments are kind of egghead lawyer arguments and the, the Court of Appeals said the state won on all those. On the constitutional rights, oh, go ahead. So your point is that if people watching this because you think something's gonna start happening. I mean, you, you... Eventually, it's gonna be a while, Rick. Really? But I wanna I want point out this about what the court, the court of Appeals said about the Oregon Health Authority rules and how it relates to um, the, why they're not, not violating the constitutional rights of Oregonians. And instead, they're passing that burden on to the employers. Because the Oregon Health Authority rules, and there's two of them, one for healthcare workers and one for school teachers. And in both of them, it makes an exception for uh, sincerely held religious beliefs and it makes an exception for Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. The reason why the state of Oregon is not violating its citizens' constitutional rights uh, to religious belief and expression is because of these exceptions carved out in the state rules. That creates a problem for employers. The state saying, you employer, you must comply with the religious accommodation requirements. And at the same time, it's telling them to fire everybody. Right. And I think the real action, and we haven't seen many cases yet, but the real action and the action that's going to help your listeners and, and people that you and I care about um, are going to be cases against employers by terminated employees that are filed in federal court, not state court, under Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. So a warning to employers out there, before you think you're covering your ass, um, you may be exposing it. And, and the government is allowing you to take the hit because yep. there's such a bunch of wusses and they don't want to do it. That is such bullshit. Yep. So I hope every employer out there is hearing that because you may be thinking, oh, we're doing this to go along to be safe, but you may be exposing your hiney to some big, huge lawsuit. And Governor Brown and all the legislator, they're not going to be, oh, they're not going to be handing out there. It's going to be your ass on the line. And so you, what you do really does matter. And decisions you make right now are going to matter. Man, it's... Can Go ahead. Speaking of employers, can I uh, address a uh, an additional point? One more, you can. Are so, you charging for this? Wait, I want to know on my hourly rate. Are we getting charged for this now? <laughs> I can tell you, you're getting uh, every penny you're paying for here, Rick. I'm making sure of that. 
<laughs> no, people are coming on here really appreciating this, um, Alan. They're really uh, appreciating what's going on. Go, well, okay, I, your last one. I, I feel for everyone. So we're, we're talking about employers. So we all saw the press conference where uh, the president, to try to, while everything was going bad in Afghanistan, the president came out and said, we're going to require every every business that employs 100 or more employees to have their employees vaccinated. Well, there have been no administrative rules. Supposedly it's gonna go through OSHA. There isn't even a, an order, an executive order from the White House directing OSHA to develop these rules. The reports are that OSHA is working on it but uh, there's also reports that they are taking their time because they don't want to impose anything until after the Christmas retail season because uh, retailers are saying we need the help. Don't, uh, uh, don't uh, interfere with our employees. And Oregon is one of 24 states where the state OSHA has, has responsibility for occupational safety and health in the state. So uh, Oregon OSHA controls, not the federal OSHA. When it comes to federal rules, the state must have a rule that is as effective or more effective than the federal rule. And even though the governor is um, telling everyone, we want you to be vaccinated and is trying to, uh, to get people vaccinated, the state of Oregon believes, I have, we are hearing, that what what Oregon is doing to control COVID is as effective, if not more effective than what the feds are proposing. So we may not see that requirement in the state of Oregon. But if you're an employer and if you have employees that are worried about whether they are going to have to be vaccinated, uh, share with them that's far from certain right now. It may not happen in Oregon, but then share with them one other thing. I've worked with a number of employers in the healthcare field where their employees had to go through this process. And they've said, we do not want to be in between our employees in the state of Oregon or our employees in the Oregon Health Authority. And so what they've done is they have taken steps to coach their employees on how to apply for religious exemptions. Wow. And, and we've helped a number of employers do that. Um, and some of these are employers that are pro-vaccine and they want their employees to be vaccinated, but they don't want they don't want to be between their employees in the state of Oregon and uh, say, OK, this process is here. This is how you uh, do it. Alan Thayer, thank you so much for joining us and people again. Uh, and as you always do, you can go in and answer their questions. And if you want to put those your points in a comment for people, okay. I try to follow you, but you you talk faster and and you're way smarter than me. So I just it, you put it in how you want. Okay, thank you. We'll do that. Hey, always good to see you. Uh, next time, make uh, make Bill wear his uh, his uh, face mask. He is the best face mask I've ever seen. Okay, I'll I'll find I'll I'll mention that to him on my shots. Yeah, your listeners will like it. Okay, thanks, Alan. I'm gonna have to come up with a name for that segment with the attorney. You know, Alan, we have to come up with something kind of cute and clever. All right, so let's get on to our next topic. So we're gonna uh, kind of switch gears. Well, sort of switch gears. It's Tim and May. Hey, you guys, how are you? Excellent. Great. So, thanks for having us. Absolutely. Was that a bunch of great information? Don't you love that? Yeah, he's great. I saw him on, I can't remember when, how long ago, but yeah, his, his stuff is, is so helpful. Like, uh, I mean, uh, I'm like, yeah. wow, that's how, I mean, we're in healthcare and I, I didn't even know exactly. We were getting asked all the time how to apply the religious exemptions and how it works. So See, really he helpful. was telling everybody, he was like the last time we had him on, it was religious accommodations. It was funny because I'm listening to some of the radio hosts and they're all going religious exemptions. And I'm, I'm screaming in my car. It's accommodation. Yeah, right. It's See, I, even I got it wrong. Right. Yeah. Um, right. I, I was so convinced that there was going to be a titanic, like huge amount of lawsuits that I actually bought 
uh, covidlawyers.co. We own it. Someone wants to yeah, buy it. Yeah, so I'm waiting for James Sokoloff or one of these massive firms to come along and offer me a bunch of money for it because I'm not a lawyer. So let's talk about you, BS Free MD. Um, you guys, these are, so they're married, they're doctors, they're in Lebanon. And then what did COVID do for them? It turned them into podcasters and you're getting quite the reception. You're having a lot of audience. People are really excited because they have a ton of questions and you can answer some of these for them. Yeah, well, technically we're in Sweet Home, Oregon. Just a little shout out to our hometown. No, but actually we, you know, it's the greater Lebanon metropolitan area, right? And we actually- Yeah, the metropolitan area. Yeah, there you go. And we, yeah, yeah. We, we are known in Lebanon very well because we've worked in Sweet Home in Lebanon for 25 years uh, as well. So yeah, it, it counts. Yeah. But our podcast, it took off, um, well, January of this year, 2021. Um, and so we've been doing it first, the baby basically, because it's um, we're now into October and we're putting out episode 40 this week. And it all started um, basically last year with a dream that we've always wanted to do a podcast. We thought about it because we're always, as we say on our tag and the show, we're always having conversations exactly like we do on our podcast and our show together and ranting and raving about things and bouncing ideas off each other. And we don't always agree on everything, but um, our friends will listen to us and like, you guys are hilarious and you guys are, you know, I like what you have to say, why don't you share it with everybody? And then last year, or I should say 2019 happened, and then 20, 2020 happened and um, we started doing live streams on Facebook and answering- For what purpose? To just answer people's questions? Or yeah. Was it yeah, just, yeah, answer questions. And it, we, know, we got furloughed right on April right. 1st. Um, because everything shut down, like right. literally shut down. We were doing urgent care. There was no walk-ins. There was no anything. And it was like, okay, we, we got to revamp what we're doing and we can't have everybody here. And we were supposed to go on our little vacation, our annual vacation. Well, and so Hawaii didn't happen. And we said, eh, we'll take the hit and stay home. And so we were glued to TV and research and what was going on. And I was watching, we were watching things unfold and of course bombarded with questions so we just said let's just do some facebook lives and, and talk yeah, and answer questions you know it's evolved into like a whole bunch of topic topics i mean obviously you know the pandemic has been what most people want to hear about like where are we going you know how you know what technologies can we use what about early treatment and you know it's interesting because i've looked back at some of our old facebook lives and actually some of the comments and questions that people have sent to us and i see how much my own um sort of level of information and in how that's evolved over the last two years. You know, it, it it's really, really fascinating because, you know, I've always had a real warning for people with regards to, to getting information about the pandemic. If somebody is speaking with absolute certainty, you know they have an agenda. That's an agenda-driven approach because this is a novel virus. It's evolving. It's changing. We don't have perfect information about it. So you, you really need to be listening to people that reserve the right to be wrong. And, um, you know, my my point of view on, um, you know, the the vaccines, uh, early treatment and so forth has evolved significantly over that last year. And we've really become very involved in the early treatment world. Um, and luckily now privileged with our new private clinic that we have in Sweet Home to be able to offer monoclonal antibodies, which work really well and are not politically, you know, like throwing grenades, like some of the other medications we, we know about that we won't say the names of. Right, because, and, and you guys understand how to be careful like that. Where'd you go to medical school? Um, somebody wants to know, just ask him. Oh, we are, we are immigrants. We both were um, born, born and raised in Canada, uh, met at medical school in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, University of Saskatchewan. And then we did our residency training in Edmonton, Alberta, and then got recruited down here um, when, uh, it's a long story, but basically, yeah, moved on down to straight to Oregon when managed care was coming in back in the 90s and they needed more physicians to manage healthcare plans. And so... Yeah, we have, we've been here since 94. So one of the things that I found really curious about this whole thing is, is that, that you know, we, we talked, uh, the, the government came out with a lot of mandates and separating and masking and all these things you could do uh, to, you know, to, for prevention. But the, the, 
the most volatile people or the most susceptible people are overweight, diabetics, heart disease, all these things. I never saw a campaign on with, with all that money we spent, you know, telling people what to do. We never talked about what we eat, exercise, all that, your heart. How come the diabetes rates? I heard a podcast the other day. They're like a hundred, a hundred and a thousand percent or something with people. They don't even have juvenile diabetes because so many adults are getting juvenile diabetes. So we're, we're any person from Asia who comes to America. This is a very blatant statement, but that I know of will say the first thing out of their mouth is my God, Americans are fat. Um, Honestly, that was the first thing out of our mouths when we moved here because there was a huge difference that we noted back back in the 90s. Now it's pretty, we go back to Canada and I know it's pretty much evening out. But it, back then, it was the first thing we would notice or our friends and family that came down to visit was like, whoa. Um, so I think it's now becoming a North American issue. But it's totally exactly what you said. It is it's the one thing that people can do. I mean, to change their risk factors is work on themselves to re, I mean, let's face it. Well, I mean, obesity yeah. is a big factor and along goes the hypertension and diabetes with it. Right. But, but it, it decreases your risk factors for everything. everything. Like, yeah. I mean, that's not just, that's not just the, the C word, but, 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 you know, for everything. but you know, you know, there's something really critical because this has been a, a really big thing. I used to do something called the act a lot triathlon where I did a bunch of action sports. It was and, decathlon. Or decathlon. <laughs> And and raised you know, skydiving and barefoot water skiing and whatnot, and and raised a bunch of money for diabetic education when I used to work for um, Samaritan Health in out of Corvallis, and so it's really been, you know, kind of a passion of mine. But the thing that happens, and I think that there's a disconnect, a real disconnect, in the messaging and what's going on here is you have to own your health if you're going to be fit and if you're going to change your diet and if you're going to quit smoking or drink less or whatever, you know, whatever habit will increase your health. And the mitigation strategies of this uh, pandemic have not been about owning anything other than the, the government, big business, giant pharma. They're the ones that own the control over this. It's never been, you need to make a decision on whether or not you get the, you know what, you need to decide on what early treatment and what doctor you want to see. It was never that. It was always about controlling the narrative. So I'm actually not surprised that they didn't come out and say, hey, you know, this kills sick people. This kills people with chronic illnesses. This because that's never that's never what any of this has been about from a narrative perspective. Yeah, it's it's and 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 there's so much things So you guys. Are you being OK with them talking? I mean, are the are the censors OK with you talking about uh, prevention and, you know, like some of the things you can do? early treatments, that kind of stuff. Can you talk about that or? Well, I th you have to be careful where, you know, like there's, you know, obviously the two, the two repurposed drugs that are really cheap. If you talk about those, that, that stuff gets dinged. I saw um, one of the local restaurants in town in Sweet Home here oh, yeah. posted um, a picture of a new whiskey made locally, which is really good. We featured it on our oh, yeah. podcast a couple of weeks ago and they put in the word, come down to, you know, our restaurant and have a shot. And they got a COVID warning, like a COVID flag. COVID vaccines have been tested and blah, 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 because they said the word shot. Well, I mean, it, <laughs> hello. We, I, I don't know. It's weird how it happens. I guess we're small town, small time enough that we haven't. Um, like we did Facebook Live last night and nothing's, nothing's happened. Yeah. Um, but most of our stuff being podcast, though, material. And even what I put out on the social media to promote it in the write-ups, nothing's happened. They do the little ticker tape banner on, you know, like the store, Instagram story stuff, you know, smattering it. But other than that, we've not got into any kind of trouble. So, I would so say. that's why you went to a podcast, because there you can really truly answer people's questions. Isn't it weird? Yeah. I mean, I've been a journalist for 30 years, and I am afraid to, you know, I'm sitting here talking to you guys and there's so many questions I want to ask you and I am limited to what I can say and ask because, um, you know, this is, this is, these are the platforms I'm using. I am moving over to other platforms, but that's a process, but it is, it's very frightening because we should live in a country where I should be able to come to you guys. I, I even had to, had an appointment with my, uh, person, my doctor, I guess I can say doctor and, you know, and, <laughs> And it was clear 
that the questions, the first questions were uh, about, you know, my status. And I thought it really interesting that I was calling about something else that was a little lower than that. And, and it became about my, um, uh, you know, this and, and this and all that kind of stuff. And I was like really stunned going, wait a minute. Um, is this how it's going to be from here on out? So that, I think a lot of people think people, because you two are both, you're vaccinated and, and you, you got the, the thing early and, um, and you're not anti any of that. No, that tries me totally, that gets my gourd like big time when you raise discussions about whether what they're doing is correct, how they're rolling this out and mandating across the board and mandating for organizations and schools. I mean, whenever you question the science or talk about it, instantly you're, you're called, it's thrown at you, you know, the whole, just like the O word, the offensive word. It's you're labeled as an anti-vaxxer and it drives me nuts because you're just put, being put in a box. And, yeah. you know, back in the day, anti-vaxxer was all vaccines bad because, you know, they have chemicals in them that will give your kid autism. And now it's like, no, I mean, it's, it is a treatment right. that is, a, that is a tool in the toolkit. But we have so many more tools available that we're not using or promoting or um, advertising or allowed to discuss. Well, I, I liken it. I liken it to this. You know, if you're fight, if this is a war on COVID, like I remember back with Trump, it's a war. It's a war on the virus. <laughs> the, you know, war on the virus. And and um, and and okay, if it is, which it should be. I mean, and and I think our public health officials need to have that stance. Who fights a war? with just their navy i mean you use your you use your navy you use your air force you use your army you use whatever it can you know you bring in your your boots on the ground and then you have close air support and you know with using like what i like to call the fauci ouchie as the only way out of this pandemic it seems silly like when would you ever fight a war with only one tool right no early treatment getting fit supplements there's lots of things that people can do that don't rely just on one thing right i have a a, a handful of p-i-l-l-s's that every night that, that include all sorts of things that are on the list and i oh, take so them will take them and and i'm doing re you know you know i think one here's a good thing that's come out of this and what i love about what you guys are doing is when this is it's probably not going to be over for a long time, but when, when we get onto other things like May and I were talking earlier, she's going, I would like to talk about other things besides COVID because I think a lot of us, especially as we begin to take control of our medical, medical health, maybe COVID has taught us I'm responsible for my medical health. I have to stay healthy. I can't blame other people. I've got to do things to keep myself healthy. So I need to look, look into what would that be? If with my family history. And so you guys are having an opportunity or will have as this thing expands to something besides the C word um, that you can, people can actually call in and say, Hey, Tim, May, what about this? And have an interesting discussion on cancers and different things people can do to prevent, you know, it's breast cancer awareness month. We, we're not even talking about that because this, the, the other C, the bigger C is, is ruling over the little C now, you know, what, <laughs> When in your life did you ever think that a C could make cancer the little C? Well, isn't it ironic how, like you just said, how about, you know, I, you see the advertisements for medications, drug therapy on TV where the direct consumer advertising is like, ask, ask your doctor if such and such, you know, is right for you or go to your doctor, you know, because only you and your physician know what treatment's right for you. But not in this situation. Right. I mean, yeah, it's like no, it's this, this way or the highway. But, or you're, you know. And that was that is one of my personal favorite things to do is when I'm watching ESPN and they, they bring on the ads for some of these medications. <laughs> I stop and read the small print because I'm right. that kind of guy. And, and my personal favorite, there's a particular which I will not name diabetic drug that causes in, in a potential life threatening infection of your perineum. And it says it on there Like you read it. This is on the ad. Okay. You can look up what the and then no is. no it defines it for no, I mean, you people here it defines it for you it says Don't define the it. perineum is the area between your genitals and your anus and I'm like this drug is a life threatening infection causes a life threatening you know where infection rhymes with ain't infection and I'm like my God where have we gone as a society. 
Right. <laughs> like, really? That's well, that's well, for you, our next you, podcast to mock. Yeah. Yeah. But don't you think it's it's good? I, that's what I, I when I heard what you guys were doing and you and I talked, I just think it's really good because I think there's a lot of questions that, you know, that, that, that men have and women have and, and that, that you can't just go sit down anymore. I, I don't if, I don't feel comfortable having that conversation with some of my people that are in that field. And this way, you know, like Tim. <laughs> there's a lot of people, I think, that is, you know, when, when they see, oh, my God, look at that guy asked that question. I'm not the only person. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I have yeah. questions. And I think that's why part of this whole um, C thing has been so um, frustrating is because, you, you know, I'm a question asker. I can't help it. It's my nature. I was born this way. And so th then I ask questions and all of a sudden I'm anti this, anti this, anti this and racist and all these other things. It's like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not any of those things. I, I, I'm asking questions because I want to know. And I think there's a ton of people out there like that, um, that really want it. I think you're going to fill a void for people like that. You know what I mean? Well, we hope so. I mean, I totally understand what you're saying. Even in like when I interact with the medical community or non-medical, but online uh, and we, you know, you want to have discussions because you're trying to just understand the other side. And it's very difficult in this day and age because you get put in a box super quickly. It turns nasty. It gets into judgmental things. And, you know, that we really appreciate, I mean, we, we try to engage people on both sides and just answer questions honestly without, you know, yeah, not, there's a lot of throwing any um, judgmental sort of bombs that right. way. And, all questions are good questions. And, right. you know, that's that's the thing is we're always been pretty open with our patients and our friends and just ask anything. Yeah. And, you know, we're involved in a, in a in an online group of, of physicians all over the world that are, are you know, the big proponents of early treatment. You know, and it, that started with, you know, Peter McCullough. And and we were privileged to have him on our podcast, which just blew our minds. I mean, the guy, you know, the night before he's on Fox News and then he's talking to two dopey doctors from Sweden. It was really amazing. Um, but. But, you know, there's a lot of crazy to go around on both sides of this issue. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, you know, and we've seen it. Like, I mean, it goes from the, the Fauci ouchie is the mark of the beast and you are doomed to hell to, you know, we should be vaccinating two year olds because they have zero risk of the disease. Like, yeah, I, it, it's I, everywhere. I, I, I'm sure you get the same thing. I, I get past videos and I just look if I watched all of people go, did you watch it? If I watched all of them, I would be like I, oh. I'd be pulling out my hair. And it's like, it's just, there's so much out there. And I think, so what, maybe, maybe in with this, what is your advice with people? First up, we'll have you tell them where they find you, but like for people that are really frustrated and just trying to find some information, I guess that's why you're here is there's a place to go. Can they ask you questions? Can they leave you notes? Um, you know, just people that are wanting to ask, but th there's a lot of people a lot like you and me who aren't willing to, and, and they don't have to be, I don't, I'm not putting anyone down, but they're not going to stand on that cliff because people are pushing and pushing to try to shut them off. You know <laughs> yes, I mean? they are. yes, absolutely. We, we do. So there's people that are quieter and, but they want to know what, how do they find you? Go give me that. Well, the best way that we can respond to the quickest is to reach us at our email, which is doc D O C at B S free MD.com. So that's doc. Yeah. DOC at bsfreemd.com. Say, say the second part slower. Oh, so doc, DOC at bsfreemd.com. And then md.com. Um, we do get met a lot of messages through Facebook um, Messenger and sometimes on to the post I put, but it's hard because I don't get to that as much. Um, I'm on Instagram a little bit more. We have an Instagram profile and I actually see messages in there easier than the Facebook ones. But ironically, our audience is biggest there. So our email is the best. Um, we have a podcast that comes out every Thursday um, where uh, people can hear us and listen to um, other things other than the C topic. But we've been covering that a lot. And that is on Spotify as well as, um, of course, um, iTunes Apple, Radio, yeah. Apple, yeah, all, I mean, all, all the, the major, major, all the major things. Yeah, so the, the only issue, issue, if you guys just look up BS3MD, that's where yeah. you'll find you guys. Yes, yes, that's our web. Our website is bsfreemd.com. 
and um, no www before, just bsfreemd.com. And there's also a link that people can email us on as well. Yeah. And, you know, the, the only caveat in questions is we love them. Um, we can't answer specific right. medical questions. I mean, we're not right. going to practice medicine over the Internet. Um, right. That's kind of illegal. <laughs> yes. yes, exactly. And so usually when people write and they say, I have this and I have that, and this might say, well, we can't, you know, we don't have a doctor-patient relationship, but uh, it's a good question and we would direct you here and you should discuss it with so-and-so. Here's some good information or we'll maybe talk about it in general on our podcast. But people could, yeah. they could give you guys suggestions for shows. But oh, we did, love that. Yes. Yes. It would be awesome to just say, hey, here's an issue that a lot of my friends were talking about. And um, and just so may for her sanity, if you guys could send her like, you know, maybe a, a dozen or so that are something completely different than <laughs> That's right. she would she would probably just blow you kisses out on. The I street. would. I would. I totally love it. You know, the, the 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 blessing is I was really actually keep initially like so into it. And now um, as things have blow. I am. I'm really. Yeah. I just inundated and over it. Tim has been amazing at keeping up with everything he um actually i get a lot of my info through him and the um professional group we're part of the email list i'll read through that but he is it's amazing he knows all the information as well as any other high level physicians and researchers out there um it's awesome so he is a wealth of knowledge if people really want that i just kind of i know the the basic well, and then you, you talk to you talk to somebody like Paul Alexander that I interviewed last week for last week's podcast, and he literally quotes studies and knows the names of all of the guys that are the principals of the study faster than you can take a breath. And you're like, "Wow, yeah. I thought I was pretty good <laughs> yeah. at this." So the good news is the information is out there, and people have more control over their health. And um, you can't stop a virus. It's going to do what it's going to do. And I'm not saying, you know, but but right. mass separating ourselves, doing all these different things, vaccines, um, whatever your, your your choice is. Um, but there are lots of other things in the in the tools in the in the little toolbox that we can be using. And that's what you guys are offering people is not not anti anything, but additional things you can do. I'll tell you what. Every time somebody tells me that, you know. And, and then I go read on it. I don't just start taking pills, but I'll see something and they go, oh, I wonder how that works, you know, and I'll go look it up and I'm going, hey, you know, there I'm going to I'm going to put that in my arsenal and start doing it. It's not anything that's going to hurt me, you know, but after surviving cancer, it's really difficult for me to put stuff in my body because I think something I put in my body might not have agreed with it or it was in the environment. I don't know. But people ask me all the time, why are you so paranoid about what you do? I said, because uh, I've had the other C word when it used to be the big one put over my head. And that makes you, you change a lot of stuff. And all of a sudden it's like, eh, eh. <laughs> you know. But rightfully well, yeah. so. Yeah. I mean, we, we, I think everybody should be more conscious of what they're putting in their body from like the fuel, the food they eat to the supplements they take and or the medications. Yeah. You guys, um, they're asking a lot of different questions on here. And, and Jamie, I'm going to put it up here, but I'm not going to. We can't, Jamie, honestly, on my format, we can't answer a lot of these things because um, of the censorship. So you can go to their page and their stuff and find more about that. And in the future, what I'm going to do um, on Rockfin is I'll be interviewing Tim and May first. And we're going to get all the words out, every single one of them, <laughs> really openly. And that'll be the place you'll be able to find that kind of information. Here will be more general um, because we have to play the game. Um, this is the game that they've set up. And so we have to play that as much as possible, especially with these medical topics. So, um, you guys, thanks again. I appreciate you taking the time to do this. And I think you're going to get a bunch of people because these guys are really um, they're they're loving you. These are my these are my uh, audience and they're really liking what you're doing. So I'm going to have you back though, please. Cause I want to have the, the really down and dirty conversation. <laughs> yeah. You just need to listen to some of the Docktails episodes we've done. Yeah, we do episodes where we, we... I am just personally, for <laughs> I'm going to really want you guys to, maybe we'll do a, a, a monthly doctors, the doctors in on get real with Rick dancer. That would be fun and put it on rock. That'd be you, awesome. We'd love to do that. I love it. Okay. Amazing. That's a great idea. Let's talk okay. about that. That'll be super fun. And we could just on here, we could just do a little tease thing. You know, here's the topics we're going to do and have you on for five minutes. And then we'll have the other one already produced on Rockfan where people could go watch it. I love it. That's awesome. Oh, you guys all got to be a part of this. You just watched history being made. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, you guys, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Oh, were they awesome? Yeah. And you guys, you really should check them out because seriously, um, they can get much more into it when you're on a different platform than that. But we do have to be kind of careful on here. So, um, but you know, you'll get some information that will help you because I have so many, I, I, it just, I am not sleeping well because I, and it's not your fault, but I feel so bad for so many of you because I know you got one week and you're looking at, um, one lady wrote me today and, um, you know, she did, didn't graduate from high school, did everything she could to get a nursing degree and um, has a teenage daughter and she's the sole provider for that kid. And she's being forced to make a decision. Um, and um, yeah, not right. Not right. You work your ass off to get a nursing degree have a career to take care of your kid. And then they can do that. That's just not right. So my heart goes out to all of you teachers and healthcare workers who are just standing up for what you believe to be true. And um, yeah, so we're going to be here for you. Uh, tomorrow night, I'm going to have another attorney on uh, Southern Oregon He's doing a lot of work with the exemptions and the accommodations as well. Um, he's not our Alan, but I've heard a lot about this guy and he's really nice. We just figured more information we can give you, the better off we are. Um, and uh, sorry, I'm a little, <laughs> I'm kind of just trying to keep it together here a little bit. So, yeah, well, there. Yeah, I, I can tell you what we're doing the rest of the week. But honestly, just right now, my head is just not in the game. And um, yeah, I'm really sorry. So we'll be back um, tomorrow night, five o'clock with more. Um, thank you for being here. Appreciate your uh, share this on your page. Um, and remember to please uh, honor our sponsors, uh, Chris Dental Family Dentistry, because uh, without them, we can't do this. Um, and we need them uh, to, to really help us out here and stuff. And um, and that means your participation as well. All right. Tomorrow, Kim Stark will be here. Bill London back with the news. And um, we'll have more on religious accommodations. Um, I'm Rick Dancer. Have a good night. Please share this on your page. That way you can go like this to all these social media outlets. It's a big this, a big this. And they don't even know it because they can't. They don't watch the videos. All they do is listen for the words. <laughs> I've learned. Well, I better not say that. <laughs> oh, well, have a good night. It's good. Been